Welcome to episode 39 of Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling. Hello everyone, I'm Hector and I'm here with my tag team partner, Raymond. Hello from Wyoming. <laughs> How is it over there? Uh, yeah, you'll break it up. I lost you just a bit, but uh, we're back. Yeah, so just in case you didn't hear me, I was in Wyoming. Well, I am in Wyoming right now. I would compare it to New York weather, and people have been looking at me a little crazy because I'm walking around with a wife beater and some shorts outside in 26 degree weather. <laughs> nice. Definitely a New Yorker. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, moving on. Oh, yeah, moving on. Um, We didn't get to talk about this last week, and I think, I think it was like maybe two weeks ago. Um, Sonny, the WWE legend, she was sentenced to um, 17 years in prison for her fatal car crash that caused uh, death. Um, it's, it's sad that anybody be locked up, but, I mean, it's definitely a punishment. Especially when it's not your first time. I just had a friend who got in. He was parked, stopped at a red light, and someone drunk just crashed into him. Like, thank God he's alive. But it's, it's just crazy how many, what people get away with when it comes to, like, drunk driving and everything. So her getting 17 years in prison, she did cause a death and everything. But, yes, uh, WWE legend, they're not all good. Any thoughts on that, or you just want Leave that alone and move on. I mean, with Sonny, uh, I think they should have done something a little bit sooner. I mean, as far as you know, the law. But uh, they say the law is the law, and somehow how you have enough money in your pocket, you can tend to get away with stuff. Um, I think, unfortunately, it's well deserved. You know, I, I don't wish her bad, and you know, I don't want right. her in prison. However, it is you know, unfortunately, it's the case for her. Yeah. Uh, it, it worries me, like like people like Jeff Hardy, who has been arrested multiple times for the same thing. Like you like to think this is their last warning, but if you keep on giving them warnings. Eventually, something bad could happen. But let's hope. And that that's yeah, and that's why I kind of agree with it because like, Jeff Hardy. Uh, hopefully, he sees Sonny's incident as a, a wake up call. You know. Yeah. Also, I think it was that Jimmy Jimmy yes. Uso, yeah. who also has a, also had that issue. So anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, MJF, he has a really uh, serious bad tear in his left shoulder, which is keeping him um, wrestling every week. He is um, still going to wrestle at World's End, the end of the month. Um, he was supposed to have a tag team match yesterday on Dynamite, and that didn't happen. I guess we'll try to talk about that later, but um, they're just going to keep on doing certain type of stories to keep him out of the ring so he could have that one match. Does that mean he's going to lose the title? Or, because I, I, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to need surgery, unless he's going to try to have it heal all by itself. But it's supposed to be a really bad tear. So if it's you, with a really serious bad tear, you're not going to be able to let it heal by itself. But um, let's, let's go with the worst case scenario. It's a really bad tear. He needs surgery. What does this mean for AEW? What do you think? So, I mean, with MJF, I think, one, uh, he should have just already dropped the title, in my opinion. The only reason is you're not a superhero, right? You're not Wolverine. You're not going to instantaneously you know, heal. So to continue to work, all you're doing is shortening your career. So on that, I think he should have already been like, hey, I'm going to tap out. Or, hey, uh, Roman Reigns, I'm not going to wrestle for like a month and a half and then wrestle at that pay-per-view and win or lose. Um if it's a bad way he needs surgery, yes, I think he needs to lose it so he can recover. Because again, he's not a superhero. Yeah, I feel the same. If he retains the title at World's End, like I can see him why he's waiting for World's End. It's a big pay per view. Um, it's his hometown, Long Island. So I could definitely see like the devil getting involved and costing him the title. If he if he retains the title and he's gonna keep holding on to the title, I don't understand how that works. <laughs> then maybe it's all drama and it's not that serious. But I mean, it's just shoulder. You need it. He, he won't be able to work out. That means he's going to lose some of his physique. So a, a lot of bad things can happen, especially with your shoulder. Especially, I just heard um, Randy Orton. He was on Logan Paul's podcast. And I never noticed it, but he's he doesn't... Randy Orton said he doesn't really body slam, power slam, 
suplex anybody because he has bad shoulders and he just he wants to keep them as healthy as possible. So now I'm gonna start watching Randy Orton's matches more uh, specifically now because he when he said that I was like, there's no way. But he said he really does it. Besides the uh, the quick toss he does with basically is their body weight. He's not really picking and lifting anybody up and slamming them. So he's not really using his shoulders. So it's just interesting. You need your shoulders for wrestling unless yeah. you're going to be like that. And MJF, is, he, he's going balls to the wall. So I, I definitely see him losing the title at World's End and letting it heal and then come back. But time will tell. Um, I, yeah, I mean, uh, I can say this. I mean, again, I think he should have lost, but he has to be smart, right? Like, if you want to be the, um, and I'm not, and this may be even a bad comparison, but if you want to be like an undertaker, wrestling for 30 years you have to allow yourself that breaks because if even with Undertaker he's not a really good example either but he has broken bones he can barely do this he had hip replacement and if you want to have longevity just just drop the bells I mean it's important but you want to be around forever well, yeah. at least as long as you can I won't say forever yeah I really think like he's he's carrying the, the company on his back Iron arm, and I think it has to do with Wells End being in Long Island. There's no way you want to miss that. So, but like I said, he, yeah, he, um, he should definitely be dropping the title in at Wells End. I mean, I think I could, I could see him keeping it, right? Because right? it is Long Island, keeping it somehow, some way, managing to keep it. But whoever his next opponent is, whoever was supposed to take the belt from him, has to be the next opponent. Right, that has to be the next person. Maybe, maybe a dynamite or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. Hey, yeah. listen, sometimes you got to do those, spe- like a WWE, make yeah. Foley on a Raw, yeah, get, get some busting seats for number Tony Cervani. Get out of the building in Long Island with the title and then lose it the next Dynamite or something. Um, since we're talking about MGF, um, who do you think carried the company and had a better year? Seth Rollins or MJF? MJF. Okay, good. I heard, I, I heard this de- yeah. debate before. And it, it was it was like a landslide. Everybody was picking Seth Rollins, and I just I felt like MJF has done more carrying a company and and, and had a great year. Yeah, because I mean, because honestly speaking, okay, Seth Rollins he 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 put eyes on a title that much. I would give that yes. debate. He, there's people that that you know he, there was not really a defending champ, so now they gave him the defending champion. Uh, I give him that, but as far as like carrying the weight, MJF has put eyes and done people and a reaction, and there was a switch, um, a maturity, if you will. So MJF, right? And and I guess I don't know if it means anything, but no matter who comes into the company, everyone's still <laughs> chanting for MJF. Seth Rollins has supposedly been carrying the WWE because Roman's never there, but as soon as CM Punk comes, they're chanting CM Punk's name during Seth Rollins matches. So I know it's probably to get under his skin and everything, but it's going to be interesting next week when we get um, Seth Rollins and CM Punk in the same building again. So we'll see where they go. It would that. be. And then I, I kind of, with CM Punk, I don't know if you're going to go back to him later on, but I, I'm going to say this really quick just in case I have to jump off. Uh, I'm finding it very funny that uh, all of a sudden the WWE audience kind of moved away from the CM Punk, CM Punk, uh, because I think a lot of wrestlers started to, you know, kind of, pushing back when they did that, so they stopped. And then all of a sudden now, it's like the only thing that the WWE audience is saying now, like every other match, CM Punk, CM Punk. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, really? He, 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 he's the hot thing right now. And and that's normal. The whole thing is, he is he still going to be the hot thing three months from now? I mean, I... I you know, okay, I, I'm sure you talk... Yeah, no, sorry, go. Go no, no, go, go. Yeah, because I know you must have talked about this last week with the uh, promo. I'm going to give my little quick feedback on this, and then we can go into what you were going to say. I felt that the promo for CM Punk uh, was very safe, right? Uh, I expected a little bit more edge to it. Um, I wish he did, right? He doesn't need to talk about AEW because I know there's a lot of stuff there that they cannot say legally. But I think that... uh, it, it could have been more. Then I also kind of found it a little, you know, contradicting of CM Punk toward the end, right? So he's like, I'm here for you. You guys never stop calling my name. I love you. But I'm, here, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. 
So it kind of contradicted a little bit of what he was saying in his promo. So there, so there was the, I was watching the Jim Cornette thing, and everything they were saying, I was kind of agreeing with. Is he there for the money, or is he there because he missed his, you know, fans, or is, or is he there honestly to kind of be like a big middle finger to AEW, like, hey, this could have been you with me? What do you think on that? Um, honestly, we haven't talked about it. I, I can't remember the last time our episode was recorded, but for some reason, we haven't talked about the promo yet. Um, I think we have to go back to the beginning of Raw when Seth Rollins talked. Seth Rollins spent at least a couple of minutes of his promo talking about CM Punk, and he kept calling CM Punk a hypocrite. And I think that's I, I think that's very important because when we get to the CM Punk thing. As soon as um, CM Punk says, I'm home, I'm calling him a hypocrite. I'm a big CM Punk fan. I do not expect him to say, I'm home, when you spend 10 years talking bad about your home. So I'm, 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 maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think this is all part of a story of him being so happy. Because like you said, you can't say you're home, you're happy, you're happy to be here, and then, and then end you think saying, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money." You just hip, you, you just messed up your whole story. I, I I think this is all. I, I first of all, I think he's a heel. I'm not thinking he's a good guy. But since he's the new thing right now, the fans are going to cheer for him. But I totally believe he's the heel, unless Seth Rollins really messes this up because he, Seth Rollins could end up sounding <laughs> like he's whining and people are just going to take sides. Like Drew McIntyre, he started like he was whining, and now he's a, he's a, a awesome heel. I think CM Punk is a heel. I think there was a lot into the, the his promo talk about a wise man. We all know what wise man he's talking about. That should have if, if we're gonna stay in kayfabe and everything, that should have like caused an alert for Roman to be like, oh, he's talking about my wise man. That's my wise man. And the same thing that happened before, like go to his wise man. Like, did you know he was gonna be here? Did you tell him to come back? And all of that. So that starts a story with Roman. I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go. Or we're going to go with Seth Rollins first and then Roman. But yeah. And what w- was he saying? It, there was a lot of things that you could take from what he said. I guess we're going to find out when he talks on SmackDown. I think we're going to get a little more of the CM Punk that we wanted on SmackDown. I think everybody was expecting something bad. But now right like you said it was safe. If it wasn't safe, how many fans would have been like, look. We got the old CM Punk back. He's here stirring trouble and talking about people backstage and all of that. So I I, I think it was exactly what should have happened. Everybody was kind of happy with it, besides the diehard fans who, that was waiting for a pipe bomb. But I, I really feel like we're going to get a, a, a little edgier or a little bigger version of the story on SmackDown. I'm assuming he's going to say something about Roman since he's going there. Um... Um, maybe we get a little confrontation with um, Paul Heyman. Nice face-to-face. I'm sure they're going to try to sign him. By them signing Randy Orton. I don't see CM Punk signing at SmackDown. He'll probably sign with Raw next week. But, um, yeah, I just feel like th- there's a big thing about him being a hypocrite in that whole promo. And I think everybody just skipped it. Like, they just went to attack him for the bad reasons or good reasons or, or whatever. I, I just I think that was all a work on that promo. I don't think that that promo was one hundred percent genuine. A lot of things he said was he said the same thing to AEW on his big comeback. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see where it, uh, it goes. On a quick note, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I I, I dare anyone that is listening to this and I didn't even tell you Hector put it put the promo on the YouTube of. AEW August debut of him coming in yeah. and the way he was saying about WWE and then and then after that watch the WWE promo yeah back to back and and then kind of hear what he's saying like you were saying and I, I don't know I watched it and I kind of listened to that and I was like you know something I don't know. I, I just wish he would do a little bit more with the promo yeah. with this one um, for, but some, for some I just reason, found it interesting when I mean, you could do it. I'm sorry, for some reason, I just feel like this promo was done this way for a reason. And I think the reason, and you had Seth Rollins talk before and call him a hypocrite, I think like two or three times. I think we're missing, maybe it's a little long storytelling and we, uh, it's, it wasn't so obvious, 
that's what that's what I got from CM Punk, and that's what a lot of people should have got. I mean, you can't spend every chance you get to talk bad about WWE and then say I'm home. I mean, it it, it just sounds weird. I'm I. You guys know. If you guys listen to this podcast, if you know me outside of this podcast, whatever, I'm a diehard big CM Punk fan. He goes, I'm home. I'm going bullshit. So, um, I, I do. Well, let me say this. I'm sorry. I was going to no, say no, really no, quick. No. Uh, with the I'm home, um, this is how I took it. I think CM Punk kind of got absorbed with his own BS many years ago. Right? Remember we kind of talked about this maybe a few weeks ago. CM Punk wanted to be the main event. Undertaker was not the main event. He was not the last match and everything else. So for him, WWE is a machine and whatever the case is, and the machine was not putting him on top. Fast forward eight, ten years ago. Actually, eight years. He goes to AEW, spends a year with AEW, and then he realizes the old saying, the grass is not greener on the other side. After having that experience of a year of that BS that he went through, when he finally comes back with a uh, WWE, he is feeling at home. And I think that's why he says, I'm home, because I think he realizes that this is where he actually would be, or should have been, if he didn't get absorbed with his own BS. Um, I, Like I said, I, that's your version. I guess you, you could take it that way. I mean... If you want to go back to WWE, he was basically treated like a top star, but but didn't was wasn't given what top stars were getting, and that's where he came from. Like you're fighting Undertaker, you should be in the main event. For I I can't remember the main event of that match, but he he didn't get he never got a main event spot. Um, the programs uh, and, and all of that. Uh, it's basically what's going uh, on with Drew right now. Drew's not in the on the poster. I think the main. What what was the main event? Uh, it was the ladies. Remember, it was that in New York. So it was the ladies. It was no, Charlotte. No, no. Punk, uh, Punk wasn't there then. When Punk fought, yeah. when Punk fought Undertaker, WrestleMania twenty seven. Was that Rock? Was, it? was that Rock and Cena? Oh wait, that was New York. That was in New York. He could, yeah. And then was in New York the main event? Charlotte and Becky. No, and, that's in the, uh, that, 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 that's in Sasha? The, that's in the thirties. CM Punk wasn't there then. The main event was um, Rock and what? Cena. Oh. Yeah, Rock and Cena was the main event. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Rock. Yes, came, you're right. I apologize. I showed up now. Yeah, the Rock came and took and, and took over the main event spot, and there was only one night, so they pushed down the Undertaker match. Yeah, you think you fight Undertaker? We, we for, have to make another streak, but yeah, but um, yeah, but not only that, we he was have to make another podcast about that. <laughs> he wasn't in um, he wasn't in the programs. He wasn't used in the promos and nothing. Same thing what they're doing with Drew right now. But but I think with Drew, they're doing it as a story, and CM Punk, it, he was just left out of things, and he he took that personal. And he felt they they said one thing and they didn't do something else. With AEW, I feel like he 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 felt like I'm gonna be the star here because there was an interview somewhere. I have to find exactly where it was from. Tony Khan said if he didn't sign Jericho, he would have spent all his time and money to sign CM Punk to be the the first big star at AEW. So. CM Punk is walking into AEW thinking, I'm the star here. I'm going to carry this. I got all these young guys that I have to help um, show them how to work the business. Mold? Yeah, mold them, show them this way. I I, I spend years with Vince McMahon. I kind of know how the business works. Say with Jericho's thinking and everything. So you got this. But maybe he was a little too hard. Maybe it's the way he said things. I don't know. We don't know exactly what happened. We do. I do know Jericho is saying that CM Punk came to AEW to ruin everything they had. Mark Henry says that he's. That's not, not true. I don't think so either. But that's how Jericho saw it. Mark Henry, who works for AEW, says that CM Punk was a great guy backstage. And a couple of wrestlers say the same thing. Um, Jake Jay, um, Cargo says he was great backstage, always helping people out and everything. And then you have your Jerichos and your Young Bucks who says he was an asshole and he was just trying to cause trouble. So everyone has a different story. Um, now he's back home at, at WWE. And I say we might get the best version of CM Punk. I pray. Because then there's going to be a whole bunch of people that say, I told you so. 
that he's a cancer of wrestling. But he's coming in here to this big machine just to add a little fuel to it. He's not here to carry nobody. He's not here to make somebody a star. He, yeah, I, I said he's there to make money. He's there, yeah, he's there to make money and and come in and come out. He should have, he should be a little busier than Brock Lesnar, and that's it. He he should fight one big fight a month, depending on the pay per view. He could skip some pay per views. Um, giving him the title, I don't, I don't think he needs a title. If if it helps with with a certain story, fine. But he doesn't really need a title. He could, there's at least five people right now. Um, Roman. Cody, LA Knight, Seth Rollins, uh, the fifth one I'm, I'm stuck with right now. Uh, let's say Kevin Owens. For me, those are top matches. If they're not main events, they're co-main events. So you got f- five um, pay-per-views already set with CM Punk. He doesn't have to be at Raw every week. He doesn't have to cut promos every week. Because then he gets watered down, and that's what happened in, in AEW. He was there every week. There's only so much you could say, only so much you could do. He's he's not the young CM Punk that's gonna have five star matches, so use him as this big main event guy, and get your money's worth. I mean, he's, he's so let, the, me, uh, let me just say he's the number one selling T shirt in WWE and in AEW, and they just released a new CM Punk shirt already. So oh, he hasn't even fought yet. He already has I think three new shirts in WWE. So make your money. Oh, I, wow. I tell people that they there's money to make from CM Punk. As long as you could keep him there. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Go. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, to kind of move from CM Punk just a little bit, but kind of maybe go back. Do you think the Edge situation at AEW, because he's there every week, is going to be, like you just said, you know, because he's there every week, it's going to water it down. Uh, he's not the same young performer as he was. Um and WWE in their mind saying, hey, we're going to have the longevity for him. Let's kind of do like an Undertaker thing or a Brock Lesnar. Let's put him in and out so we can have him for two, three years versus let's put him every week and maybe last a year or two. Um, I think he's safe right now because he's working the story with Christian. I think after the Christian story, he could take uh, maybe a week off and come back every other week or something. But right now, the, the Christian thing is interesting. Uh, and still, he doesn't have to be there every week with Christian. You can have Christian cut a great promo, and he'll come back the next day. Um, CM Punk had his big... I mean, CM Punk, I'm sorry. Uh, Adam Copeland had his big match finally with Christian last night on Dynamite. It was the main event. And it ended with um, Nick Wayne's um, mother getting involved. And she, with a big surprise, if you wasn't really watching it, she takes the title and she hits Adam Copeland with it and causes him the match and Christian wins. Okay, pause right there for a moment. Didn't I say something like this a few weeks ago? Like it was more than a few weeks ago. It was a, like I was like I could see the mom turning back. Yeah, so that's that's what we got yesterday. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. and, and it was it was see, I, as soon as she grabbed the title, she wanted to hit Adam Copeland. I guess she missed her. She didn't know like when she's supposed to hit him. So as soon as she got the title, I was like, oh, she's turning. Because it, her, her eyes were basically like right on him. And I think Adam Copeland took too long to get up. So I guess she did, she missed her cue or she didn't understand like what to do. So by the time he, as soon as he got up, she hit him with the title. But she was ready to hit him with the title as soon as she grabbed it. But um, yeah, that happened. Um, but I said, if he misses a week or he's there every week, as long as he's doing the story with Christian, I think he's safe. With anybody else, I'm not sure. Maybe we we could keep him away off a of TV for a while. But um, yeah, I, I think he's 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 safe for now. Um, with other news coming up, um, rumors everywhere are saying that Bray Wyatt will headline the 2024 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Do you think um good choice, too early, perfect timing? What do you think about it? Um, for me, I'm going to be honest, it may be a little too early. Um, I understand that, like, you know, he was a major star for WWE, but I don't know. I feel like, for me, a little too early for me, my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think that, I don't know, like, I feel like, for me, it's too soon. And I think maybe because of the death and a year later, I don't know, I guess, but I can see, like, why they would do it is because, 
it will help sell the Hall of Fame tickets. That would be like a really good reason to do it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not liking it. it, it yeah. It, it it I I thought it was it was too soon, I but but of course I do I do like it especially since I'm going there I'm gonna pick up every single merch merch that has to do with Bray Wyatt in the Hall of Fame, but um, I also think that that's been a big rumor everywhere. Very little I've been hearing that he's also gonna be like the main part of the new video game, which comes out almost the same time as WrestleMania. So it seems like it's gonna be this whole big Bray Wyatt thing going on around April for WWE. So we'll see about that, but I mean, they haven't announced anything yet. I mean, like I said, it, we both we both agree it's a little too early, but I'm more for it, and I'm happy for it. Like I said, I want to be a part of that. Um, I, I I think I'm part of a couple of big Hall of Fame ceremonies: Undertaker's, Austin's, Kurt Angle's. I'll be happy to be there for Bray Wyatt. Um, moving on, how much of a bad guy is Brian Danielson? For being the head of the committee that decided to terminate CM Punk. So let me ask you this: Is he was that is that been officially official? Um, the only thing that, that that it's official is that he is the the head of the committee. So just because for me, I I have so many different feelings about this, but just because you're the head of the committee, you you have to vote. So where does where did his vote go? Because everyone has to vote. Let's say there's, there's six people there, but I, I'm the head of it, so I take the votes in. And who else is voting? Is is the young bucks involved? Is Jericho involved? So let's say five people said fire him. Two people said don't fire him. We don't got those numbers. They bring those numbers to Tony Khan, and Tony Khan makes supposedly makes the final decision. It wasn't Brian Danielson. So a lot of people mad at him. He did not make the final decision. If he did, then I say AEW is in trouble. I don't think you you give an active wrestler that much power. Um, and I don't like that this whole thing came out. The whole issue with AEW is that everything that happens backstage comes out. We all know exactly what happened. If this person got to fight, if this person doesn't like somebody, it's always out. And that's a big issue that they need to take care of. This should have never came out. Tony Khan said it was his decision, and that's it. Why are we finding out that there's a committee, and Brian Danielson was there, and he and he was part of it, for me, it makes no sense. It shouldn't be there. So, I don't know. You want to add to that? I mean, I mean, as far as like him, I, I think, he, you know, that's his job, right? I think if he has some kind of, any kind of power... And that was like a position that Tony Khan put him in. Then, you know, right or wrong, uh, however we feel about it, that's his job. Um, he had to make a decision. Maybe again, yes, get him out. Being don't get him out. Um, it's not an easy decision. I'm sure he didn't go in there like, yes, I'm gonna get rid of him finally. I'm sure it was a difficult position. Um, we weren't in his shoes. So that I can say is. Do I disagree with it? Maybe just because I feel like money-wise, it would have been better to keep them and kind of separate the two or kind of figure out a way to resolve the issue. Right. But at the end of the day, they did what they felt was best for the locker room. So right. kind of like Vince McMahon and the WWE, we do what's best for business. That's what they did. That's what they consider, quote, best for business. I, I, honestly, I don't think that issue was ever going to get fixed because it should have got fixed the first time there was an issue with the Young Bucks. They got into their... But that's leadership issue. Huh? That, no, I'm just saying that's a leadership issue. That's Tony Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon, as soon as that fight happened and you suspended everybody, when it's time to bring them back, we're going to have a meeting. And and we're going to squash this right now. Not what they did was you guys stay in this side of the arena and then you and CM Punk, you stay in this side of the arena and you guys are never going to clash. I'm going to give you your own show. You guys are going to stay away from each other. No, you can't do that. So, like you said, you know, it, it was bad leadership and... It should have been taken care of. Like, this is business. You're the executive vice president. You have to deal with talent. So, I that was an issue that should have been fixed a long time ago. And it was just going to blow up eventually. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, honestly, like you said, I think I see Tony Khan as being one of those people that is, he wants to be your friend. 
right? Yes. Like that, and that's the issue with managing. Can you're not, not their friends? You can have a great relationship. Vince had a great relationship with Undertaker. He had a great relationship with many others, but he wasn't at the end of the day their friend. If it, if if Vince said you're going to lose at WrestleMania, Undertaker went out there and he lost at WrestleMania. So the same thing with these guys that you know. Yeah, I think when CM Punk went on that rant on that particular day, he should have said, "Okay, you know, cut the cameras, or hey, we're gonna take a break really quick, CM Punk, and I will be right back or something." Yeah. Get him off. Hey, cut it out, stop it, and then move forward. There was there was a meme, but I don't think he had. <laughs> there was a meme that they they took CM Punk saying, um, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money," and then they had Tony Khan saying, "I'm not here to make money. I'm here to make friends." Yeah. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> so I, I ain't talking, and I didn't see that. So that's the first time I'm hearing of this. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's, let's stick with AEW. Um, same night of Royal Rumble, AEW is running a collision, and they put a poster to sell tickets. And the poster has, I think, every single person in there. I didn't, I don't think MJF is on there, but I'm talking about everybody else is on that poster. It looks like a Royal Rumble poster for Collision. So it looks like they're planning to go all out, uh, no pun intended, and give a great <laughs> give a great collision show while Roy Rumble's on. Um, this collision starts at eight o'clock. So does Roy Rumble. You know, the first match of Roy Rumble is usually one of the Roy Rumbles, the male or the female. So that's going to be going against Collision. I don't know what Collision is going to be doing. I always said if I was Tony Khan or if I had. Because speak to Tony Khan. When you're going against SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, start your show at 6. Start it at 7 and give a great show. So when people are walking into the Royal Rumble, whatever, they only talking about Collision. Because they're like, oh, did you see what happened? And you got everybody talking about it. But to do it at the same time, you can't compete with them. I, I don't understand that. But well, let's see what they I, do. I, I compared this, right? When you... Yeah, as you were saying, I, I compare this to WrestleMania 1. WrestleMania 1 and Starcade both were going on at the same time, right? Because I, I don't know whether I think the NWA uh, was trying to compete somewhat. Not compete, but kind of like what Tony Khan is doing with Collision. Trying to say, like, hey, look, we can provide a good show too. So I don't blame Tony Khan on that one. However, I think it's, I think it's a good move. Um, like you said, maybe in a new era, you know, you don't why waste the money when people can DVR and watch it later, yeah, or put it beforehand. But to show that hey, we could be competition too, I don't blame them. I don't know, but you go, you go to get the Royal Rumble. I mean, if it was a regular pay per view, I mean, maybe if you're going to get backlash, I mean, I, maybe you keep it. But the Royal Rumble, the big fours, I mean, I, I would be worried like you're not going to get no ratings at all. The only way you're going to get ratings is if someone can't afford Peacock or pay per view. And they're like, okay, let me watch. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> if you can't afford six ninety nine, and trust me, I'm sure there's people out there, but I'm saying six ninety nine, uh, then we have a bigger issue. No, I know. Tomorrow's six ninety nine. I I know that. I pay right, I pay eleven ninety nine. Well, and, I, I can't do the commercials either. And trust me, don't blame me. Trust me, they add up. All my streaming services <laughs> add up. But um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I would like I say, I, w- I would turn my show into like the the pre-show. I'll be the pre-show for the Royal Rumble and give these people something to, to watch and something to talk about. But I mean, th- they're still a new company. That's what people are not getting. I think this is what four years they're working on their fifth year. They're still around. Um, they they got the they they came out. They got the big hype of like the new the new toys in town. And everything, it kind of died out. But they're still there. They're still the the number two wrestling company. I don't think they're going anywhere. So they still have a lot to learn. And they're still going to mess up and rebuild and all of that. So just have to keep remembering that they're, they are new. And it's all about who you surround yourself with. And we talked about this before in the podcast. If it's just Tony Khan just coming up with his own ideas and everything, you would think Jericho has a little say in here. And now you got Brian Danielson, who, who Tony Khan has said that if God forbid if something was to happen to him, he want Brian Danielson to run AEW. So seems a sounds like he's in the world. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, 
They should have the, a meeting and just done three. It should be Jericho, Brian Danielson, and Tony Khan. They coming up with stories and what where we're going to go with this and everything. But I don't know. But see, this is my issue. And I'm sorry. Like, I know, like, you know, I'm not the biggest AEW. When I first saw AEW, I kind of liked them because they gave me a feeling of New Japan meets American wrestling, and it was very fast-paced. I remember watching the second week, and it was a little different. After about week three, I was gone. And then, you know, once in a while I do watch, and once in a while I do get, like, okay, this is a great story. However, with most recently, to get to my point, is that they have Mark Henry. They have the Big Show. They have Chris mm-hmm. Jericho. They had CM Punk. They have now Edge. They have Paige. They have all these people that been in the big league that kind of knows the process a little better maybe than Tony Khan, and yet we are still in the process of where people are not watching. No. And for me, that means that these people that you have here, you're not utilizing them as proper as you should. Is that And that's my thought process on it. No, it, it, it's definitely true. A, a lot of people have said it, that nobody back there. Hagman has said it himself, that he feels like he doesn't need to listen to anybody. That's an issue all by itself. Because Hangman is is not someone who has been kicking ass in the independence and paying his dues. He made friends with the Young Bucks at the right time and they started a company and boom, he's in there. So from that whole crew... But then that's... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, just from that whole crew of the, the elite, he has the least experience. So he should be... This, and it, he getting like stuff from everybody and not just you never want to learn just from one person unless that one person is Shawn Michaels like the person is just a, a, a hall of fame legend that's done it all but if you're just getting your information I'm sorry to say the young bucks who are very talented but have never really wrestled for like a WWE just they, they, they only know what they taught themselves basically like you, you need to open your mind a little more so CM Punk comes in who who wrestled The Undertaker, who wrestled Shawn Michaels, who wrestled The Rock and John Cena and all these guys, and it's trying to give you input, and you're like, I don't want to hear it. I, I, I know what to do. It's kind of it's kind of fucked up, and you're never going to get anywhere. But whatever. But that becomes leadership, too, because at some point, right, you, can I go back to Tony Khan for a second? Tony Khan, his responsibility is, hey, uh, we have a locker room meeting. We have great talent here that, you know, can lead us. And we need everyone to kind of, you know, where we have to say, like, I need you guys to listen to these guys. I need you guys to ask them. I need you guys to participate more. Telling the other guys, like, hey, you guys are going to be in charge of the locker room or whatever it is that they needed to do. And then on top of that, um, I think I read somewhere where Ric Flair said that one of the things that hurts him a little bit is that people don't ask for his advice. And then if they did ask for his advice, so let's say if I went to Ric Flair and said, hey, uh, Rick, what do you, you think about the match and da da da? And he gives me his feedback. Then he'll go to then let's say I go to you now and say, hey, what do you think of the match? And what, da, da, da. so he sees that and he goes, you know what? Obviously, my opinion doesn't matter. So why am I going to give it? Right. And that's kind of the mentality I feel like of AEW. Like, yeah, why bother? It's all, all I hear from that. Every time someone leaves, they say the same thing. So it's not like someone's making this up. A, a lot of people have said it. A lot of the originals who are wrestlers or were working backstage have left quietly. They feel like it's in they leave a little quote saying it's not the same. The business is not the same. The way things are being run are not the same and everything. So if I was a wrestler, and let's say if my, my main thing was to be like a powerhouse, once again, no pun intended, I'm going to pick <laughs> I'm going to pick Mark Henry's brain as much as I can. Big Show, poor right. I am picking his brain. Like, what should I do for this and everything? It, and it's always the little things that you're missing. It, um, it might be our faces, our expression, or the way you looked at the fans or the crowd or the, or the reaction when someone hits you. What you're supposed to react. It's one little thing that you sell the right way, and it clicks, and everything works. I I, I can't admit that I I I, have, I saw a couple of times um, Powerhouse Hobbs outside of the ring and he a lot of, every time I saw him outside he was always with Mark Henry so I'm hoping he got some input from Mark Henry it wasn't just their friends and that's it so I hope he was just like this is my mentor and I'm gonna learn how to be a real powerhouse and everything but if you're not using that talent that's there 
those legends that are there, then they're just holding up the arena for you. They're just collecting money, which, hey, go, go collect the money. But if they're there, use them. Talk to them. But anyway, moving on. Finally, we've been talking about it. Drew McIntyre is a heel. So I'm I'm happy for it. We, we should have got this a long time ago. Um, him being left off the Royal Rumble poster and him posting about it. Uh, is it a work? Or what do you think? Oh, I don't think it's a work. I think that <laughs> uh, there's many times that... <laughs> Unfortunately, not everyone makes the, the, the poster, but where I was looking at the poster, there's some people there that I'm like, why are these people on the poster? I can't remember exactly who, who I was thinking about. Like Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston's a legend, don't get me wrong. He's, a, he's not on it. I believe he's on it. And I said to him, so when's the last time he did anything really important? Oh, you're going to make me look like, for that. Because yeah, he's been doing the New Day. I don't think he's on it. Oh, now you're going to make me look really Yeah, quick. yeah. Cause I, cause you, point you, being, the only reason I'm saying that, because on SmackDown, they brought it up that Drew McIntyre is mad that he's not on the poster. And I think Michael Cole was like, yeah, but not everyone makes a post- poster. And he, and he brought up Kofi Kingston's name. That, that's the only reason I'm saying it. Yeah, so I got to look that up. Uh, but, um... Oh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I I, th- I don't think it's a work. I think it's just, like, you know, that's the, the machine. Um, There are going to be times that you make it, and there's times you're not going to make it. Right. I think, he, but, I feel, but I feel, as a, you know, as a wrestler, like, yeah, I understand why they would be mad. Like, hey, uh, you got, I think, The Miz on it. Which Miz, again, don't get me wrong, he's a Grand Slam champion. I think they even used it on SmackDown or Raw or whatever. Yeah, um, I have the poster. Is a Grand Slam champion. I have the poster right here. Uh, Kofi, uh, Kofi is not on it. He is not on it. I thought he was. I swear no, he was on it. No, he, that, that uh, no, no. All jokes aside, that's um, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ Styles is on it, who we haven't seen on TV a long time ago, for a long time. Um, Ray Mysterio is on it. He's injured. Oh. He, he he he's not going to be there. Um, CM Punk is on it. <laughs> um, Randy Orton made it, it. No, it, but yeah, there's, yeah. There's no Kofi. There's no Drew. I mean, you could definitely took out Ray, or yeah, I would definitely take take out Ray, especially with the injury, and put Drew there. But yeah, he's gonna get mad because CM Punk is on it, Jay's on it, and he's not on it. But yeah, I um. I know it's kind of early, but I say CM Punk wins Royal Rumble. Mm. I don't know. This is a tough call. I think maybe when we get closer, because I, I can see. I'm listening. I can see Cody winning. Cody. I, I can see Randy winning because I whoever wins the Royal Rumble, uh, I I don't think it's challenging Roman Reigns. In my opinion, I think the way they're going to set this up is. Uh, Royal Rumble winner picks Seth Rollins. Whoever Seth Rollins matches, that's the that's gonna be a WrestleMania match. Right. Then come Elimination Chamber, then uh, Roman Reigns will find out his opponent. So, but if it is gonna be, let me see. Let's look at the poster. Um, damn, CM Punk. Mm, okay, so let me. Okay, hypothetical. Let's say the game of hypothetical. Hypothetically, if CM Punk does win. Yeah. Uh, I can't, now I think I'm thinking about it. I think that does make sense because <laughs> they started that storyline. Uh, uh, you know, this is a guy that hypocrite, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And the next thing you know, they are the ones that main event in WrestleMania. And they both, I don't think, have re- main event in WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. I no, think that no, is. No, they the never. That, that's, a, that's a big problem for uh, Seth Rollins, also. He's always wanted a main event WrestleMania. He's never gotten to. So this is their chance. That's why I say, let's say Seth Rollins hates CM Punk and he can't stand him. And this is the only way he can main event WrestleMania. He's going to make it work. That's the difference of him and the Young Bucks and the difference of <laughs> the difference of WWE and AEW. Like, let's make money. You took the words right out of my mouth. Let, let's make money. <laughs> let's work. I mean, supposedly... Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins can't stand each other, but they wrestled. Um, Seth Rollins can't stand Matt Riddle, 
for good reasons. They wrestled. It got personal in their promos. So that's another good, interesting story. I mean, we're running out of time, but um, Seth Rollins loves to get serious with his promos also. I wonder if CM Punk can handle that and vice versa. So if CM Punk gets a little, I mean, if Seth Rollins gets a little too personal with his promos, can CM Punk handle it and keep the business going? Or is he going to try to fight backstage or something? So fingers crossed. Hopefully they make good money and good um, TV products so we can watch and enjoy. But um, real quick, with, with me saying CM Punk wins, I would love uh, a redo. Remember when Batista won and then he had, what he, they used to do it? You had to go into the ring and you had your two champions and you had to like decide which champion you wanted. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I would like that. CM Punk wins and you have Roman and Seth. And CM Punk has to decide. And it looks like he's going to pick Roman. And maybe Seth takes a cheap, a cheap shot at him or something. And he forgets about Roman. And he goes after Seth. And we get that. And then after he finishes with Seth, then we get the whole Roman thing. But let's end it off with um, SmackDown since it's tomorrow. Randy Orton has signed with SmackDown. Um, they are going to try to sign CM Punk tomorrow. Because he will be on SmackDown. So you have Randy Orton there, you have CM Punk visiting, you have other things going on in the show, and there's still no Tribal Chief. I don't, I believe he's scheduled to show next week. You have all these people coming into your, your home, your house, whatever, and you're nowhere to be found. I mean, they for, is it worth saying every time um, Roman's going to return to SmackDown on this date? Like, I would just surprise them. Like, have CM Punk cut a promo and talk about the Tribal Chief, and then all of a sudden Roman comes out and shock the world. Why do we have to know exactly when he's coming and, and give his full schedule? But those, that's just my final thought, I guess. I guess with that, it's like, you know, because obviously they want people to make sure they watch, right? Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you really quick before I forget, because that was one of the questions I was going to ask about CM Punk. You think CM well, I'll, Obviously, I think CM Punk is going to end up on Raw, but you think that's going to be a bargaining chip? Because obviously, they, they're the only show that doesn't have uh, a contract yet for 2024. Yeah, uh, I, I I say CM Punk is definitely Raw, especially they just signed Renny Orton. I can't see SmackDown signing Renny Orton and CM Punk. Um, yeah, I say. And then their, their contract, okay. their TV should be coming up soon. And you want to keep those ratings up high. So, yeah, I, I say CM Punk signs for Raw on Monday. Yeah, and then I also I was going to say with uh, Randy, now that you submit Randy, right to that. I can also see, because Randy Orton is starting with a program with the bloodline where he's going to go through everyone to get to Roman. Yeah. I can, I can see Randy also winning. I think it's going to be CM Punk or Randy that wins the Royal Roman because is gonna set up the the match for WrestleMania, and I don't think I don't think Cody gets Roman at WrestleMania. I think it's either Randy or maybe CM Punk. Well, I think Randy gets um, Roman at Rumble. <laughs> I think I think mm-hmm. we have besides the Roy, besides the Royal Rumbles, I think we got Randy and Roman and <laughs> and Seth and Drew. That's those are our four matches that I think you can count on. I don't think we wait that long for Randy and Roman. We get that for Royal Rumble. Interesting. Yeah. We just, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll call Randy later and confirm, but I believe that's what we're getting. At. <laughs> um, I, we'll leave it there, but I just want to say, I know you don't watch AEW that much. They do have this thing, I don't know if you, I'm sure you know about the Continental Classic. It's a tournament. Yes. And I have to say, yes, I love AEW. I like them so much. Blah, blah, blah. This has to be one of the best tournaments I've ever seen in wrestling. There's not one match that you should miss. And, and they just some of them are brutal, some of them are entertaining, fancy. Every but I, I think every match so far ha- from there has been good. I'm not too um happy about the prize. Uh, the prize is what the Ring of Honor World Title, the New Japan Strong Title, and the Continental Title. You get three titles. Whoever wins this tournament, which ends on on World's End on December 30th, I'm not too keen about that prize. You got three titles, great. 
But the matches so far that I've seen are really good. If you like good wrestling or you just like wrestling, period, you should be watching these matches. When I first saw the lineup, I don't want to go through everybody's name now, but I was like, oh, they're missing some people, whatever. It has been awesome. If you get a chance, go back and watch some of them. You can watch them on YouTube. You can watch them on wherever you you can watch YouTube TV or search it. It's really good matches. I'll leave it like that. All right. Um, anything else you want to say or let's go straight to shout outs? Uh, yeah, at this moment, we'll go straight to shout-outs because I got nothing else in my brain right okay, now. Okay, that's good. <laughs> go save the world. All right, so I guess I will first. <laughs> uh, so please check out Give Kids the World on Facebook. And then I believe this weekend is the Hearts of Reality. So if you happen to be in Orlando, please check out Hearts of Reality where you can find out which stars are going to be there. I would have been there myself. Unfortunately, I am in Wyoming in the cold. Also, please check out Mania Club on Facebook as they do time, effort, and money does pay off and they do special events and they will tell you, like, for example, again, bowling or uh, what do you call those uh, shows? Not shows, but uh, where they lock you in a room. Uh, Escape rooms. Escape room. Uh, Yeah. So I know they have something coming up with an escape room. Uh, So to pay back those that have uh, donated, but also help get more donations so they can do a big donation but anyway point being they are great please check them out that's awesome uh big shout out to everyone who's who still listens to us thank you so much for your support uh, um wrestling universe they have some, they have big things coming up especially on swerve strickland which i'm very excited for coming the end of the month i will be there uh lucharitos uh, Mexican American style wrestling themed restaurant. Uh, it's a franchise located in different parts of Long Island, especially Melville. Uh, once again, just thank you everybody for listening. Keep it up. See you guys around. Talk to you later, Raymond.